Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast exploring Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, executive pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. Weekend is over. Yeah. It's Sunday. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm tired. Yeah. Because I preached. Yeah. You know, when, I, when I preach, my uh, my lower back hurts because I'm standing there mm. and I'm gesticulating mm. and I'm projecting. You're, you're carrying my, the weight of the responsibility of proclaiming the word of God. And the weight of my belly <laughs> pulling on my spine. It is. Uh, As you're standing up? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But my, a couple of times I've been preaching, I'm like, Oh, I feel like my back's going to spasm. Mm. Oh, that'd be so embarrassing. Oh, that'd be can amazing. I can. Oh, and then uh, I have to like uh, sit down. Uh, Help me, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> can someone give me a stool? Oh, yeah. Oh, can you imagine I've had this? Oh, oh I never hear the end of it. No, no. Can you guys get a chair up here, please? Oh, man. I, I sit would love it. Mm, you would. I would love it so much. So you're, you're going out of town or something, aren't you, in a little bit? Yeah, yeah, good. Uh, uh, next weekend. All right, uh, nice. Texas. Te- what's in Texas? Uh, Austin. You're Austin. going there for food, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yep, yep, Valentine's. You, cho- <laughs> you chose a destination for specific restaurants. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes, I did. Did uh, you share maybe one of the restaurants? For sure. Uh, uh, Franklin's Barbecue. Okay. So we're going to go there. Uh, Michelle loves barbecue, and she's always wanted to go. Yeah. And so there's... Uh, well, Franklin's Barbecue. Mm-hmm. And then there's a really good, I heard from the Dopkies, uh, a really great uh, taco stand that I want to go to. You know, Tony is not Mexican. No, but his wife uh, mm. raves about it. Yes. And her brother, mm-hmm. who is a chef. Yeah. No, I know, but like you, you thought Tony was Mexican for a while. I thought that was interesting. Are we really going to talk about that? I just thought, you know, it was interesting. You, you thought he was. Go, go look at his Facebook photos. Yeah, he is white, super white. Uh, 10 years ago. He was tan because he was living in Equi- uh, Guatemala. Uh, I think, no. Guatemala. Was it Guatemala? No, Nicaragua. Yeah, that's what I Nicaragua. said. Nicaragua. So, yeah. It's got the But hold on. I, I understand that he was living there, but it was more yeah. about like his hairstyle and everything. He looked like a Hispanic Chris Angel. He had this thing like this. Oh, yes. He, okay. He had that <laughs> you know emo hair. He had yeah. that, like, it was like, Ugh. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I forgot oh. about that. Yeah, that was because he was associated with Harvest back then. I think they, you know, don't, don't. Kind of groomed him. Mm, let it to be. have that look. Let it be. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, uh, I'm surprised you're going, because you just went out to the fancy restaurant that I like to go to. You went to the Balmoral? Yeah, date night. Yeah, that was a, a if you guys don't know, Balmoral is a, like a legit Scottish restaurant yeah. out here that is. Very good. <laughs> it was very really good. good food. Yeah. A little spendy, but totally worth it. I've never felt ripped off. Even though you wind up spending a lot because it's that it's that good. But what's it like now going out? You're going out with your mm-hmm. wife and you're going to go to Franklin, Tennessee. How are you going to do this with your new gluten-free thing? Well, hold on. Franklin is, is you know, I mean, it's meat. Yeah, there's gluten and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, though. you just get the, the certain, you know, you just all, salt and pepper, salt and pepper. Barbecue. Yeah. Well, what about the sauces? Oh, no, you don't do it with the sauces. Their brisket is made just with salt and pepper. Yeah, but people like to put. I don't. I don't. Oh, I don't. I don't like. So I, I find gross. it too sweet. I don't know. I. I. I think you got. Okay. So, what did you possibly eat at Balmoral? Because uh, they have steak there. That's what I get. Yeah. I. I. Well. I, I don't get steak there. What do you get? Well, I. Ha- well, I guess I did. It was a fillet. Yeah. Wrapped in prosciutto. Is that cheese? Uh, no, no prosciutto is like like a like a bacony kind of. Yeah, a thing. yeah, yeah. yeah. 
like a salty kind of yeah. like salty ham, I guess you right. might say like that. And then like a mushroom kind of mix that's ground up and it's probably like, you know. What is this called? And then a pastry around it. It's, it's called a beef wellington. That's beef wellington. Yeah, beef yeah that's wellington. not okay. That's not on the menu. No, Michelle I told me. you. Michelle. I told you you would not last. Hey. And I, I was right. No, no, no. I was right. lasted. I'm no, still you lasting. You la no, you didn't let. You lasted until no, you Michelle, quit. Quit her. No. My whole sermon today was about don't quit. Don't quit. Hold fast. Yep. Is that what it was? Sort of. Sort of. Anyways, you know what? Had my back. I, so I had a night where, you know. I oh, enjoyed. she gave you a pass. She gave okay. me a pass. All right. All right. She gave me a pass. If she gives you a pass, that I, you know, pass. because I, she also wanted that beef Wellington. I bet she did. By the way, mm. uh, you need to buy her a cowgirl hat when you're in Texas. No. Why not? She, make, make, she, make her wear it. Nope. She won't. You, no. If you buy it for her, she'll she wear will it. Not. She will not. She better. She will you're not. Paying, or she's taking the bus home. <laughs> She will not if wear just, a cowboy okay, just hat. Just put one on her and take a picture. No, no, awesome. no, 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 no. We're not. We're not really into the the cowboy style, especially the kind of the Mex Tex yeah. that some people like to wear. Yeah, like their shoes that their boots that are definitely of Hispanic. Uh, okay, so J Jimmy is looking at uh, at Andrew, who looks like uh, an. Amish a, a, cowboy, <laughs> an Amish cowboy. If 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 based out of Mexico, yes, a, a, an Amish Mexican American cowboy. Yeah, that's a thing, right? That's a thing. Well, Andrew yeah. made it a thing. Yeah, Andrew's got this cool long hair now. He's got this beard. Mm -hmm. He showed up when he got when he got up here. He uh, he just like uh, he looked all like a like a basic white boy, but now he looks like a homeless man who got kicked off of a dude ranch <laughs> for not pulling his weight. You know, Andrew's from, Te or he lived in Texas for years, but yeah. that was where he came. Yeah. yeah. Where, where in Texas? It was outside Burleson, right? Yeah, uh, Fort Worth. Fort Worth. Yeah, I say yeah, we see. go there. Yeah, we've yeah. been there. See, see. Got some, I'm, I'm going there to do a conference. There you go. In March. Of this year? Yep. Nice. That's mm -hmm. good. We better get to it. Yep. All right. So we're back in the Baptist Catechism. We're going to be it. looking at questions 35 and 36 today. Probably. Probably? Well, I, I would assume so. I don't know why. What, what, well, if we run out of time, I don't know. I don't know how long it's going to take us. But I think I think thirty five. We're going to go through pretty quick, and so we'll do thirty six soon. All right. Uh, question thirty five. Deep preparation into this stuff. Guys. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. Uh, thirty five. What benefits do they that are effectually called partake of in this life? They that are effectually called do in this life partake of justification, mm. adoption, yeah. sanctification, Ooh. and the several benefits which in this life do either accompany or flow from them. Nice. I like that. Justification, adoption, sanctification, uh, and then some uh, other things. Bah, 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 bah. Miscellaneous. <laughs> yada, yada, yada. <laughs> like, oh, you could be a lot of, there's a lot of things. Yeah, justification, adoption, yeah. sanctification, and averse other ways. Yeah, read your Bibles. <laughs> um, so this is, I mean, this is cool. We just wrapped up talking about effectual calling. And so then what are these gifts, right? What are these blessings, these spiritual blessings? And a few key ones are listed, justification, adoption, sanctification, and then several others. And I think the reason he lists those is because those are primary okay. in the teaching of the New Testament. All right. And then there are other ones that are more secondarily taught on or expounded upon that do flow out of them. So, um, you know, when we're looking at... Uh, these three doctrines, and we're gonna we're gonna look at each of them individually. Mm -hmm. uh, just justification, probably today. What is the? Uh, I mean, these are these are called uh, benefits, right? These are these are um, good things. Mm -hmm. They are profitable. But what in your mind, as you think about justification, adoption, sanctification, why? What's the benefit of these things? I mean, and I know people are gonna say, well, having your sins forgiven and being reconciled to God. 
Yes, but I mean on the experiential end. Like how are these truths and these spiritual realities uh, beneficial for us as we like walk with Christ through this life? Well, I think through like when we talk about adoption or not adoption, uh, uh, justification is that um, it's the hope that we have. And so I think there's a, an assurance that we have now, mm. right? And that despite uh, still having this sinful nature, right? Still, still partaking in our sins, still uh, uh, disobeying God and the law's demands, we cannot lose our salvation because we have been justified, declared right. righteous by God. Yeah, I think that, that that justification is associated with peace, right? Peace yeah. with God so much that, yeah, I, I was, I actually, I might, I don't know if I shared in the sermon or not. I don't remember what I say, but this morning before I got in the shower, so this is like five in the morning. Oh, uh, we're going to have a shower time moment? A shower moment. Share, share a shower moment. Share a shower moment. Yeah, Go. Okay. Uh, Jen, Jen does say that I'm an overshare. So before I got in the shower, mm -hmm. honestly, I just was really convicted about my sin. And in a way that seemed new, and I was, my sin was just really painful to me. Mm. And it wasn't that I was doing any new sins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my, yeah, yeah. I'm 48. My, my, my sins are kind of my sins. Like, like mm -hmm. I, I, I've landed on my favorites. And I kind of stay with repeat. that. My, those repeat. are my ride or dies. You're just so, Caleb. That's right. <laughs> just I got five on rotate. Five on rotate. The same five to 10 songs all day. Uh, so, but it, I think it was a combination of like, wow, you know, when was the last time like I specifically repented of that sin, mm. right? You know, instead of a general. So I got really convicted. And so I took time in the bathroom and it's like, I'm not sitting on the can, everybody, just in case you're, oh, don't, no, you're don't in imagine the shower. it. I'm you're not, no, it's before I got in the shower. Ah, I'm a towel okay. wrapped around me. Gotcha. I'm sitting there. Yeah, don't imagine it. I'm not sitting on the toilet though. Okay. The point is uh, that I was really convicted and it was painful, but it was a good conviction and pain because it really did move me back to the promise that we have in Christ of justification. Like my sins are gone. They've been removed. I've been, they've been forgiven. They've been atoned for. And it lifts your head because conviction, yeah. conviction bows your head, you know, remorse, godly remorse, godly sorrow. But then the, the reality of justification lifts your head and like, wow, I can actually, like I can run with the Lord and he's not going to hold this against me and uh, begin to, to really walk in repentance. So, well, yeah, I mean, it's like, it's like yeah. when you're talking through Romans, right? And you're reading mm -hmm. Romans and you got uh, uh, Paul talking about like this, this inward struggle, right? Like he, I, I'm not doing the things I want to do. I'm doing mm -hmm. things I shouldn't be doing, Yeah, you know, but, but thanks be to God. Then Romans 8, 1, yeah. right there. Therefore there is now no condemnation for them who are in Christ Jesus, right? And so, like you said, you're, you're looking down, but then you're able to look up mm -hmm. with hope, knowing uh, and, and and with all assurance in faith that you have been justified and you are reconciled to God. There, You are no longer enemies. Mm -hmm. And despite, you know, as, as how you were feeling this morning and rightly so feeling the weight of right. our sin, knowing the assurance that we have in Christ. Right. Yeah, the, 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 the doctrine of justification is, you know, People have talked about it, and Martin Luther and others have talked about it. The cardinal doctrine of the Reformation, or it's the it's the doctrine on which the church stands or falls. And I know that that gets a lot of pushback these days from from some people, or maybe some more progressive Christians. But I I still agree with it. I think that is the central mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know doctrine that gives a sinner peace, right? That it 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 calms the conscience because I should feel a sense of guilt when I have sinned, mm -hmm. but I don't stay there. And I think that there are some people that are, 
there, I guess there are some traditions that really push hard on feeling guilty. And then this feeling of guilt, this experience of guilt becomes a kind of penance so that if I feel really, really bad, and if I really beat myself up, then I'm finally acceptable to God. And now I can go and talk to him. Well, I mean, there's some, some, you know, uh, well, you would hear of, you know, I, I'm trying to remember back to, you know, my Marmion days with the monastery, or, you know, they would talk about certain uh, sex within. Wait, what? Uh, sex? Oh, yes. S-E-C-T-S. Go yeah. On. You confused me. Well, Sorry. talk about Marmion. I just got confused. Oh, go ahead. goodness. Stop it. Uh, but like, you know, this, like the sense of like whipping of oneself, right? Yeah. Self-flatulation. Yep. Yeah. To, to like, I, I deserve this punishment. Mm -hmm. And like the only way that I could be relieved of, of this guilt uh, is to punish myself. You got to pay. I have to pay the yeah. price. So it's like, no longer than are you trusting mm -hmm. in, in uh, the sacrifice that Christ made, but now right. it's his sacrifice and your pain. And that, that's in it. We like that sort of a thing because we like to pay for ourselves. We like to manage things. And it's like, a, it's something you there's can- There's a pride. There's a pride there in is like, pride. I must pay the price for something. I can't receive something for free. Yeah. Like if I receive this gift, it's awkward to receive this gift from others, you know? It's humbling. And you can actually kind of, you can you can measure it in, in some way, like by experience, right? How do you measure, like, like am I really justified? Like how do, but like when you whip yourself and you've got scars, you're like, oh, okay, well, I've, I've put in the time. Mm. You can see my body. Or the way maybe a lot of evangelicals or Baptists might do it, who would make fun of people who would whip themselves to be at peace with God. You guys will beat up on yourselves uh, for days. Mm. I'm, I'm such a sinner. I can't pray. I can't go to church. I've messed up too bad. Mm -hmm. And until you sufficiently feel guilt and you've piled up enough guilt and you've been sad enough now you've and you and you haven't blown it in a couple of days now you can go the back same to God. pride and arrogance yeah. that uh, that is found in in others beating themselves physically yep. is found in others beating themselves you know emotionally and right. spiritually totally totally so let's let's get into this. let's talk about the just doctrine of justification which is um, question number 36 uh in the catechism it says okay. what is justification jimmy uh justification is an act of god's free grace wherein he pardon pardoneth all our sins and accepteth us as righteous in his sight only for the righteousness of Christ imputed to us and received by faith alone. Love this. And this is a defining justification is very, very easy. It's easy to memorize because you don't have to get really specific with words. You just have to remember that there are two parts, essentially. Um, it is the forgiveness of sins. That's part of it. That's easy to remember. And it is uh, the reception of Christ's righteousness or the mm. imputation of Christ's righteousness. That's the whole picture of justification. And of course, this is received by faith alone. But justification for a lot of Christians is just this nebulous idea. Like they don't, it, they don't define it. Mm. And because it isn't taught in churches quite a bit, yeah. they don't know. I remember uh, Whitehorse Sin, which is a show that I like. I used to listen to the radio show all the time. And now I catch a couple of the podcasts as they're dropped. Um, but they used to go to Christian bookseller conventions and conferences and stand outside and they would do Q&A. They would mm. like quiz people. And so the first one I ever heard was they were asking all of these, these pastors to define the Ten Commandments or something like that. And they couldn't do it to, to list them. Uh, but then the next one that I remember was uh, they were asking people to define the doctrine of justification. And these are people in the publishing industry, mm -hmm, Christians. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think one person came close. Nobody could actually define it. They all kind of had their own spin on, well, it just means that, you know, I'm accepted. But, but that's that's true. That's absolutely true. But it's not a full definition. It's not a full understanding. Yeah. And so, I mean, uh, what what do we see like in the Old Testament, right? Like, what is that picture of justification that we have there? 
Well, I know a lot of people, uh, or I should say some people, uh, look at the Old Covenant and they, they really do wrongly believe that people were justified in the Old Testament by keeping the law. Mm. Like, oh, if they, they, would, they would be justified if they offer the right sacrifices and all of this. But that isn't how they were justified. That is how they experienced the national blessings of God on Israel in the covenant of works. But their standing before God, their justification, uh, worked the same way then as it does for us. That is, they were justified, forgiven, and made righteous in the sight of God. Uh, they were justified by God's grace alone mm -hmm. through faith alone. And you, know, you see that in uh, Abram. Abram believed God and it was reckoned to him as righteousness. Mm -hmm. And we see that even throughout the Psalms where the psalmist, you know, says, you don't delight in my offerings. You don't delight in mm -hmm. my sacrifices. Mm -hmm. What you want is my heart. So I think throughout from as soon as the fall happened uh, and God began to extend grace to sinners, we've always been justified by God's grace and we've received it through faith. But the, the but, object of our faith has... Uh, essentially remained the same but we've gotten more information of it over the time so like all abram knew is that uh god would keep his promise that he would produce an offspring for him that would mm -hmm, lead to mm -hmm. a great act of salvation on a, even on a, on a cosmic level mm -hmm. uh but by the time you get to isaiah you get more information about yeah. what this seed is yeah, going to be like yeah, what about the like the picture of uh the the, the scapegoat right mm -hmm. like that picture of uh, you know, the, the hand, the high priest laying his hands upon uh, yeah. this this uh, unblemished, quote unquote, yeah. uh, animal uh, imputing yep. right, the sins yeah. of the nation of the community and then sending it out into the wilderness. This picture of our sins have been transferred over yeah. and is now departing. It yep. is it is it is now far from gone. us. Gone. Can't see that anymore. That's it. Beautiful pictures. Yeah. God goes out of his way. You're right. Even in the, the sacrifices and the ceremonies in the Old Covenant to give us pictures of this, right? Mm -hmm. So the shedding of blood, uh, the scapegoat, all of that, uh, you know, the, the, the sprinkling of, of the altar, right, for the, the, the satisfaction of God's wrath. The spring, uh, the doorpost, the spring, yep, the, yep. the doorpost with the hyssop branches. Yep. Yeah, Metallica song. Yep. And uh, <laughs> if, if people don't know, <laughs> oh, I, I'm more referring to you know in Exodus, yeah. but continue. Yeah, well, but Met Metallica wrote the song. Mm. Creepy, you know? No, you really don't know. No, Metallica wrote the song "Creeping Death." It's all about that. Okay, okay. It's very biblical. It's actually very good. Okay. Yeah, okay. The, how did I know that? I don't know. I, I don't even know. I even use that as an illustration in sermons. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I remember that was, that was song. amazing. Okay. That was such a great song. So Creeping sermon. Death is a great song by Metallica. It's on the Ride the Lightning album. All right. And it is all about uh, God delivering Israel through Moses, Lamb's Blood Painted Door. Lyrics are actually pretty solid. Check mm -hmm. it out. Mm -hmm. All right. So anyway, so this um, this justification, right? It includes these, these two aspects. Where might we go in scripture to just kind of get a, put a finer point on it? Uh, the forgiveness of sins being this essential element of uh of the grace of salvation. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Let's, why don't we go with Romans three, 24 to 25. Mm. Uh, are justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, mm. whom God put forward as a propitiation by his blood to be received by faith. This was to show God's righteousness because of divine forbearance. He had mm. passed over former sins. 
Very good. I mean, and that whole aspect of propitiation is so rich and so big that God's wrath is satisfied, his, his forgiveness is extended. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. And, you know, it uses that word redemption. And, and for Paul, Paul associates uh, redemption with, with the forgiveness of sins, right? Uh, Ephesians 1, 7, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. Mm. So this is, and I, I like to think of it this way. I don't know, somebody said it before I did uh, to me. Um, but I like to think about it this way, which is like mankind's greatest problem is his sin. His greatest need is forgiveness. Now, that doesn't mean there aren't other real needs mm-hmm, whatnot, but mm-hmm. I do think that that's true, that my greatest problem in life on every level is my sin. It's not the devil. It's not the world. It's not Biden. It's a little bit Biden. It's, uh, <laughs> it's not... I'm just kidding. No, you're not. It's okay. It's okay. You're not kidding. Trump was a problem when he was in office. I'm just like, everybody's the same. They're all, all, all I'm sorry, Jimmy. I don't mean it. Um, (laughs) So yeah, that is my biggest problem. And the reason it's my biggest problem is not because it brings harm to me, though it does. And it's not just because it hurts other people, though it does. It's because it offends a holy God and separates me from him. That's why it's my biggest problem. Therefore, forgiveness is my biggest need because I need to be reconciled and there Mm. can't be any reconciliation without forgiveness. And God doesn't just forgive like grandpa kind of winks at a grandson who, you know, who stayed up late watching cussing movies uh, when he spent the night uh, again, did what mom told him not to do. Mm-hmm. And grandpa was like, don't worry about it. You know, <laughs> God can't forgive that way because he he's holy. He has to punish sin and he has to deal with it in a righteous manner. So the, the sacrifice of Christ for forgiveness is absolutely essential. And it's, and it's total, right? Like, mm. and you know, it's not yeah, just that he, he forgives one of your sins, mm-hmm. but he forgives all of them. He forgives but just many. all of them before you're saved. And then after them, then you gotta like jump through some. Then you gotta, and stuff. yeah, you gotta, you gotta work yourself into a frenzy, yeah. and whip yourself, mm. and that way you're you're good to then go. You, then you find fresh forgiveness. It is it is really humbling when you think about the the reality that God forgives your sins, past, present, and future, because like it's 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 overwhelming to think He's forgiven me of all that I've done, especially if you're converted later in life mm-hmm, and you look mm-hmm. back, um, or even if you've been walking with Christ and you realize that he, He's forgiven you and He keeps forgiving you. He's going to forgive you tomorrow for the mm-hmm. stuff that you do. And he knows you're going to do it. Christ died for those sins. I mean, it, it should make us sensitive to them and it should well, make it, us hate ourselves. Well, I mean, it should elicit. I'm, I'm not trying to, you know, uh, boast you, but I think it's a good picture of uh, when you are hit with that, right? Like we should be contrite. We should be overwhelmed uh, with the, the, the severity of our sin. Yeah. And so it should then push us then into this, this moment of, uh, gratitude and praise and worship of our God who has took taken care of that yeah. for us. Yeah, and I, the, I guess forgiveness of sins only gets old to people who don't really, who aren't really aware of their sins. You know what I mean? Like if if you if you aren't thrilled, if you aren't, if you don't smile when you think about the idea that God forgives sins, then I, I got to wonder if maybe you've lost sight of your sinfulness. Mm. And certainly I don't think that God wants us to walk around doomy and gloomy. I think he wants us to walk he around. Doesn't, he doesn't want the Joey Eeyore. No, first of all, I'm not Eeyore. You're Eeyore. I'm too, Eeyore's not aggressive. I'm aggressive. Yeah. Nah, you're just yeah. Eeyore. No, I'm not Eeyore. Eeyore is a little mopey baby. That's you. No, I'm, I'm, I complain. You're, I verbalize, yeah. I vocalize. Eeyore is just like a big it is sad what sack. It is. He's a sad sack. That, yeah, I'm not a sad sack. I'm not sad. You're sad all I'm the time. I'm mad. That's totally different. No, your madness turns into sadness. No, it never does. Or your sadness turns into madness. My madness turns into gladness. Mm-hmm. 
but sometimes that madness of yours becomes badness. It usually, it usually does. Thankfully, I compensate for that with my radness. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I thought you would consider. See, you know, okay. and, and, well, no, I mean, <laughs> it's really good because you know God really deals with us in His dadness. I, 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 I'm reaching. I'm reaching there. Never mind. Ignore that. Scratch that. That was bad. That was bad. I know you're still thinking of one. I'm not. I've got three, but I'm just which one will I choose? <laughs> if he, uh, if if it's true that he expresses his dadness, mm -hmm. then we would express our ladness. Mm -hmm. All right, I'm done with you on this. Mm -hmm. Okay. So anyway, um, this is what this is what you sign up for, Andrew. Come <laughs> yeah. and hang out, smoke a cigar, and you can hear two idiots <laughs> trying to outdork one another <laughs> with rhymes. <laughs> It's why this was why uh, Eminem calls us. Eminem calls us when he needs oh, help. Yeah, that's he's it. like he's like what rhymes with orange? And we're like, <laughs> which is funny. I was about to say that. I was about to. <laughs> All right. So forgiveness, one half. The other half is the imputation of Christ's righteousness. And so yeah, when you talk about imputation, I, we we've used that word a few times. Yeah. Uh, but for Steve McCoy, mm. that's listening right now. Yeah. Sorry, Steve. I, sorry, I forget Steve. that you're listening. We got to make sure he understands. Like, what is imputation? Uh, imputation is a legal term, uh, and it means that someone is declared to be something. So uh, it, the judge declares somebody to be innocent in a court of law. Now, that person may actually be innocent or may actually be like they might have done the crime or maybe they didn't. Let's, but when the judge declares you are innocent, he is legally recognized as innocent and gets to walk away. Well, when God justifies a sinner, he forgives us of our sins and declares us to be righteous, but he's not just saying, I declare you to be righteous like a judge would, because he then imputes Christ's righteousness to us, so we do measure up in the sight of God. It's not that God isn't paying attention to our sin. Our sin's been forgiven and removed. Mm. And it's not that he is ignoring the absence of righteousness because Christ's righteousness is there. And it's not dependent upon any act of the individual, right? right it's not right, right. No, no act of contrition, no no sitting there feeling horrible for oneself, no sacrifice uh, offered at the altar is what brings about this imputation. Yeah. I mean, Romans 5 talks about it is just, it's this gift of righteousness. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Paul talks about this in Philippians 3, 9, when, you know, he says, listen, all that I want is I want to be found in Christ, not having a righteousness of my own that is derived from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ. That's the righteousness he wants. And this was Luther's big discovery, right? Martin mm. Luther's big discovery was when he was a monk and uh, the priest and everybody would tell him, love God with all your heart, love your neighbor as yourself. And, I, I don't do that. Yeah, Luther's like, are you kidding me? I can't even eat spaghetti without being jealous of homeboy next to me because he's got three meatballs and I got two. What's up with that? Like, mm -hmm. I, like mm -hmm. And he would confess for hours because he really did. He, he was burdened with the law love god that's law love your neighbor that's law they're not bad but law is going to show you that you don't measure up and so the righteousness of god uh was in his mind and in the teaching of that time the righteousness of god was his standard and when luther as he studied romans and galatians began to figure out no the righteousness of god in the gospel is what he gives to us not what he just demands of us mm -hmm. he gives us what he demands through christ's obedience so this is, a, this is a huge part of justification because it's one thing to like, oh, well, God forgives me, God forgives me, and it's true. But he also sees you as righteous, which means you are always acceptable. So like for me, I feel less acceptable 
when I'm being a, a jerk of a of a husband or an inattentive dad mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or a bad friend. Mm-hmm. I feel yeah, bad friend, yeah, yeah, bad, like really bad, really worst friend, horrible yeah. friend. Uh, that you know what? Don't even. I'm not even. Don't, that word doesn't work. I'm gonna. You have to have a new word for me. Not friend. I could be like a really good turtle. There you go. Very good turtle. And I feel. I, I, I'll feel like oh man. Because my my own practical unrighteousness stands right before me, and I feel guilty. And when you feel that way, you, it's awkward. Like, how can I approach God when I know that I'm a sinner and I've been doing all these things? But that's the trick that the devil, I think, tries to play on us. You aren't clean. You aren't ready. You're not acceptable. You've got to get yourself right before you can go to God. Whereas I think what the Lord says is, I've already forgiven you. Mm-hmm. I've given you Christ's righteousness. You need to come running to me now. Mm. It, Spurgeon, I was reading, you know that old uh, morning and evening yeah, yeah, yeah. devotional? That was the first devotional I ever got. And I still have it. It's on the shelf over there. And uh, red hardcover. And I loved it. And um, I remember, I don't remember where it was, but one of the things that he said in there was something along the lines of, your sins should never be seen as something that holds you back from Jesus, but as something that throws you towards him. They should let your sins catapult you towards Christ because your sins, your present sins, your transgressions, um, they demonstrate that you need forgiveness, that you need mm-hmm. uh, cleansing, that you need renewal, but that you have all of that in Jesus and he warmly accepts you. He always accepts you. Like Dane Ortland's new book, right? Oh, Gentle and like, Lowly. Like, yeah. Sad and, what is it? Gentle and oh, yeah, Lowly. You always say it wrong, uh, so yeah, I want to make sure yeah, I just said it right. It's a great book because you know that is the heart of Christ, always ready to receive those that have believed in him. So that, I mean, that, for me, that's a big benefit of the righteousness of God. And with that, then it should be. Uh, I mean, Benjamin Benham asked a question like, mm. it, it, "This doctrine then mm. is it an everlasting foundation for thankfulness and praise?" Oh yeah. yes, Isaiah sixty one ten. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord, for He hath clothed me with the garments of salvation; He hath covered me with the robe of righteousness. Mm-hmm. So it's that I will, I, I will not just rejoice; I will greatly yeah. rejoice. And in the Lord himself. And it's also like, uh, if it leads you to praise, if it leads you to worship, it will lead you to obedience. Because yeah. that, that's the kind of obedience that God wants. He doesn't want grudging, complaining obedience. You know, like when Jimmy says, I, you know, I got to turn in a receipt for something. Fine. Turn in the receipt, <laughs> whatever. Like, this is obedience that stems out of a joyful freedom that we have in Christ. Our sins are no longer condemning us. God has has accepted us. And so obedience should and can flow freely. And then we continue to struggle with the sin of the flesh. And so uh, we need the constant exhortation, communion of the saints, all the means of grace. So I'm excited to get into this, man. We're going to get into uh, these other uh, benefits, adoption, sanctification, and then uh, the miscellaneous miscellaneous there I like you go. that well we'd love to hear your thoughts you can follow us online on instagram and twitter at doc and diva or on facebook slash doctrine and devotion you can head to the website drdevotion.com there you can contact us you can sign up for the email blast at the store joefostore.com and grab some gear we got fresh pot every monday and thursday blog posts and video content we've also got that all access exclusive content check Ooh, it out good stuff later